Howdy, podcast people. Welcome back to Added to the List Reality Rewind, where we recap and deep dive into the biggest reality shows on TV. Today, we will be breaking down episode seven and eight of The Traders season two. My name is Graham Capito, and I am joined, as always, by Zach Schultz and Alonzo Ramontz. Hello. Hello. Gentlemen, long time no talk to. That's correct. No talk to. Yeah. Zach's been traveling the world. Yep. Budapest, Mongolia, Anchorage, Alaska, Kansas. Korea. Sellersburg. Uh, untouched you were, villages of the Amazon. <laughs> Did you find some beautiful Amazonian women? 18 beautiful animals. I have 18 brides now. Oh, wow. <laughs> that would be a great reality show. I'd watch it. Holy cow. 18, Zach Schultz, Zach Schultz. 18 Amazonian women. Yep. That, I, w- I would watch the shit out of that. I would totally show. watch that, but lives in Sellersburg, Indiana. Yeah. Yep. Wow. And it's all about them adjusting to life <laughs> and like this their relationships with each other. Backwards. If we zoom out a little bit, it gets very dark. Like I just kidnap eighteen women in South America. <laughs> well, that's bring them to a small town in Southern Indiana and be like, "You need to live here now." <laughs> well, that's part of the interest intrigue of the show. Like, how much of this was their choice? You know, like there's a promise of a better life, but like, mm-hmm. you know, at what cost and the social adjustments. That's Very interesting. The only place they can go eat is chillers or <laughs> which uh, just opened. Patties. Just opened, by the way, chillers not too long ago. Where yeah. if you get the app that you get a reward, I have a free cone um in my rewards. I need to check when that expired. Go get yourself a peanut butter buckeye, Graham. To our to our national listeners, uh-huh. Killers is a local ice cream joint. Yep. Um, in southern Indiana. Yep. It's delicious. Well, I think there's any in Louisville, just southern Indiana, right? Yep. Um, there's quite a few because Chillers and Zestos. Zestos. Yep. Zestos like isn't Chillers like a smaller version of Zestos? Or like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if it's smaller, but they are the same. No, the company. Like they literally have the same menu, the same like, same sort of look, the same outside. Yeah. It's just the signs are different. The, yeah, they I'm say not... micro creamery on on uh, Chillers for some reason, but they don't say that on. I don't know what that means. Micro. You know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe Chillers was originally just supposed to be like the ice cream, but people like the barbecue pulled pork. Best so chili dog I've ever had is from well, Chili. I love their. I don't eat red meat anymore. I, I don't know if I told you guys that. I know. Oh, what? That's crazy. Yeah. Like it all like, like a, like a hamburger. You're not gonna eat that What's anymore. for Alonzo? No, not right now. Not not a, not. I'm in my um. I'm in my uh. No red meat era. Oh, so. it's not like a. It's not like a lint thing. No, it's not. No. no, I've been really jones in to go to a fish fry. Oh my well, god! All the fast food places are releasing their fish sandwiches. I want to eat all of them. Arby's looks really good, actually. Have you ever had the Arby's fish sandwich? No, but I am. I'm a few seconds away from ordering this it. This is a bold well, statement, Graham. Would you like to hear my bold statement? I want. I want to. I am a connoisseur of fast food items. I love fast food. The fi- Arby's fast food fish sandwich. Is in my top three fast food items on the planet. I love that fish. 
I love it. Holy cow. I might have to get it today. That's a, that's a big sell. Wow. That's crazy. Well, you know, Arby's does have the meats. The meats, even fish. And the fish. Yeah. Which some people don't consider meat, which is weird to me. I don't quite understand. Well, fish don't have a soul. Oh, that is that is that is that why you're allowed to eat it during Lent? Fish don't it, have a soul. Um, that's not it, is it? Is that actually why? Demons that the devil has put on the planet for us to hunt. Okay, now I know. Now I know you're full of you're full of shit right now. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know why you're allowed to eat fish instead of yeah, you know, chicken or beef or whatever. I think is it because they don't have a soul? Well, I thought it had something to do with Jesus turning like rocks into fish or. Something or, multipl- or multiplying fish, like you turn one fish into like a I bunch think of fish. Multiply. Well, well, you turn water it, into wine. That's not a big leap. Okay, it, yeah, it, rocks into fish and water into wine. Y'all want y'all want to know why? Yeah, why? Because I guess a lot of study theology. <laughs> right? I was like, y'all we're just going on like, about theory. We're just theorizing about fish. <laughs> 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 Yeah, so it's because us. it because it like meant abstaining from um eating fish, um uh, eating you abstain from eating flesh of warm blooded animals. That's why. Um, oh, you eat lizards too. Say it one more time. You can eat lizards too. Oh, okay. Yeah, but fish are considered cold blooded animals. Um. So if we live somewhere where like they eat crocodile a lot, could you, you could have that? Because people eat I don't al- people eat alligator and crocodile. I've had it here. Well, they are and it was all about it was all about Jesus was making the sacrifice of his of his warm blooded body for mm. everyone. So you abstain from eating flesh. Um, you eat you, uh, f- from flesh because so because yeah fish is not considered meat um so that's why people ate it on fridays because it's good friday it's like it's all about the good friday um so it, is the reason fish isn't considered meat is that just for religious purposes because i feel like I nutritionally it's not like a meat that's a great question uh i'm sure that there are many scholars who say it is meat Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a great question i don't know why we call this show um reality rewind anymore to be, to hey, be this, quite is honest. Real, this is real life graham this is reality that that's true that's the reality of reality rewind added right. to the list um speaking of well entertainment you know well hold on before you get to that it makes me think like you know is there technically a difference between because you know like if you list like the food groups you mm-hmm. list meat, you like it's protein, and then under that it's like meat, poultry, blah blah blah. So poultry technically is different than meat, right? Well, are you talking pork under the meat category? No. Are you talking about those shitty food pyramids? Yeah, like like poultry is considered like chicken, turkey, stuff like that, ducks, Pheasant. right? Yeah. Pheasants, not peasants, yeah. pheasants, pheasants, duck. <clears throat> yeah, Cornish uh, game hens. It okay. It does say meat, poultry, fish. Right. Fighting. So technically, well, chicken is not meat, right? So I, it's just beef and pork that's meat. Um, I I don't. I think 
technically it is meat. I, this food pyramid is just listing it out separately. But if if someone said like we're not having like we're it's going to be veg- we're not having meat and then for dinner and then they gave you chicken, would you not be confused? I'd be perplexed. Sure. I would say, hey, this is meat. Exactly, because it's just meat. It's just a I'm bird. Just- I didn't make the rules. I'm just repeating. I wouldn't make the argument that the fish. If someone says we're not having meat with dinner, and then they brought out a fish. I would be like, "Well, this is this is a fish," but I wouldn't say this is meat. I don't know if I would say oh, this is meat. It's still meat. Well, and you know that there are people who um, eat who are vegetarians, but they also eat fish. Like that's the only pescatarian. Pescatarian. Thank you so much, Graham. You're welcome. You went, you went to college. Um, Sure did. Yeah. You graduated, Graham? I did. I graduated um two years ago, which is weird. What? You graduated two years ago? Was it by the wayside in my head? Two years ago this spring, yeah. I'm basically ninety years old. There you are. Christ. You look great for me. Well, speaking of Christ, it was a great conversation about meat versus poultry yeah yeah anyone give up anything for lent uh religion no i don't know (laughs) does that does that mean you're gonna take it back when lent's over yeah Uh, that may be the funniest thing you've ever said on this podcast (laughs) Uh, yeah i give up nothing so i was just curious no, I didn't give up anything. I guess I still could. You give still could. Well, not, I I thought you gave up red meat. I maybe that's kind of why. No, I, not for no. I haven't eaten red meat since before New Year's. Wow. Uh, oh wow. You could give up Coca Cola. Okay. Let me pause. Let's go back. So I did have bacon yesterday. Okay, that's not. That's. <laughs> not, that is. <laughs> You failed. You you failed. So I had a, it's not red I meat. A, it's not red meat. Yeah, it is. What? No, it's not. That's the ultimate red meat. Bacon? Zachary? Pork. Bacon. When I think of red meat, I think of bacon. Yeah, but pork chops look like chicken. They do, but they're still red meat. Pork is classified as a red meat. Yeah, it does. More- myoglobin than chicken or fish okay so so it seems like that's the distinction it seems like there's what the food pyramid called meat seems to be red meat because if you think of anything that's not red meat it's a bird it's poultry or it's fish it's all that myoglobin sure yeah so if it if it doesn't fly and it doesn't swim um well i guess chickens don't really fly it's not what a bird. A a huh? I've made a dumb dad joke. So what about a cow on a plane? Oh, that was so good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, yeah. Like- it, it, before, before we move on to our first topic, second topic, does anyone have any more meat slash religion comments? <laughs> I don't want to cut anyone off. I have a meat comment. You have a comment? Let's move on. <laughs> okay. So before we before this started, before what you all heard, um, I was informed by Zach that the cast for 
the new Fantastic Four has been released. Now, I knew Actually, Pedro... you were informed by me. I'm the one who brought it up. Is that so true? I just want to point that out. It is true. It's about Pedro Pascal? You're the one who brought it up first? I don't I have said, a talking face. I, I said, have you guys heard about Fantastic Four? Oh, I'm sorry. In fact, at first, first I said the Fantastics. And then I said, wait, Fantastic Four. I remember Four. that. Remember that? See? Yeah. Well, okay. I think maybe it was Zach brought up Marvel in general. Um, yeah. But I apologize. You brought that up. Anyways, I knew that Pedro Pascal was Mr. Fantastic. I feel like that's been announced for a while now. But I did not know about the rest of the cast. Um, and, and before we were started recording, Zach did tell me that uh, Richie from... Uh, but the bear, the guy who plays Richie, is going to be the thing, which I think is super interesting casting. Great choice, perfect casting. His um, name is a he has a crazy name, Ebon Moss Bakrak. Yeah, I did not Bakarak. Bakarak. Yeah, I didn't know that was his name until the Emmys, actually. So, well, he would never have guessed that. He was actually in something that I watched. Um which I'll share during what you've been watching a little preview there. Um, but it, or I'm about to find out who the rest of the cast is. Yes. Uh, I think anyone who listens to this probably knows I'm a big Marvel fan, despite my lapse in recent films and TV. I haven't watched um, Loki season two or anything that's come out since then. I've heard echo got good reviews, um, but anywho, I'm about to see who the official cast is. Oh, this is um, a cool picture, Zach. You sent like a reveal. I really like the aesthetic that Marvel posted with this photo. Yeah. Um, you might not be able to recognize who the Human Torch is, but it's somebody I know you'll be excited about. I think the guy that plays. So I haven't seen season four of Stranger Things, but he plays Eddie in season four of Stranger Things. Oh no, he does. Okay, I can see that. The now. rocker guy. That's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he'd be a great. I I kind of think of him as it's hard for me to get like the nerdy guy out of my head. But I love um, the I, that idea. Oh, I, I really like, like what I was gonna say. Um, you can tell because the the thing has a picture behind him uh, in this um, the photo Marvel released of his human form, and there yeah. he, you can tell it's Richie. Um, Vanessa Kirby is playing uh, the Invisible Woman, which. That just with this the forecast, it's clear that they're doing like how they want the traditional comics to look. I feel like all four of these people are capable of like molding themselves into exactly how they look in the comics. I think like Ben Grimm is such a great casting with this guy. I think it all they all look kind of like traditional, what you would imagine the casting of Fantastic Four looking like. Mm-hmm. Vanessa Kirby is not someone I'm very familiar with. Uh, she we she looks seen a film together with her in it, Graham. We did. Yes, she is in Fast and Furious's Hobbs and Shaw. Oh dear God! Okay, I forgot about that. Um, because I knew she looked familiar. I'd seen her in something. Um, yeah. this is a great cast. This is a great cast. I am very excited for this movie. Do we know when it's coming out? Um, I'm on the IMDb right now. Uh, let's see. Vanessa Kirby's most famous, uh, expected July twenty fifth, twenty twenty five. Good lord! Okay, so we are we're pretty far out. Yeah, we're far out. Pedro but Pascal. I still, 
seems a little is he not a little old for this? Is that am I wrong in saying that? Fantastic is supposed to kind of be old. I mean, he's iconically got gray in his hair. Yeah, um, I guess when I just think of him, I think of him in like the comics. Like he's got that sort of you know silver dusting on the side, but he's still like this buff, like beefy looking, you know, guy. But also, like Reed Richards, if you like know like about him in the comics, he's considered like the smartest man alive. But he has like a very intense kind of almost villainous arc in the Marvel comics, where he just kind of like becomes extremely cocky. He does like experiments on his own son. They deal with a lot of like him as a father figure. Mm. So I think Pedro Pascal could work with that. Uh, and I also feel like he's he's a great superhero protagonist. It's going to be great to see him be front and center in that context, even though he's front and center in literally like everything he's in. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be weird with him and um, Sue Storm as her big age difference? Because she's 34. The actress. It's 13 um, year age difference, which. How many years? 13. 48. I guess that's not. I don't know. If I'll, a 40 year old was dating a 53 year old, I don't know if I'd be that uncomfortable. Somebody told me that. I, I think it's fine. I don't. I, I trust. I really like Pedro Pascal. Trust that he'll do the role justice that casting people know what they're. Uh, know what they're doing. I feel like Marvel's casting has been pretty freaking good. I can't think of a a a misfire as far as casting goes with the Marvel. Yeah, no. Yeah, I think they're pretty good. Look wise, they're pretty solid every single time. The look is always great. Yeah, there have been, you know before the MCU, there was some weird casting sometimes, and DC, I feel like still has some weird casting sometimes. But um, Mar- Marvel's been pretty spot on. So I'm excited for that. I'm Googling something. Uh, I wonder what the next Marvel thing to come out is. Zach, do you have what you're looking for? I was just, because I had heard rumors that, um, because I was thinking about like great Marvel casting. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mahershala Ali was rumored to have left Blade, but he didn't. It's it's purely false, because that is an amazing casting. I would have been so bummed if he had left that. I think that was, yeah, because I was like, you know, that, I was thinking about that. That is good casting. But yeah, he has not left. I had heard that he had, and he hasn't. That's good. Yeah, I feel like I haven't heard much updates on the Blade movie, which I feel like is probably pretty soon, right? We got we got a teaser for that in Eternals. Yeah, sad. but I feel like Marvel's trying to ignore Eternals as much as possible. I don't know why. I thought Eternals wasn't all that great, but I thought it had a cool world. It set up some interesting stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I kind of liked it. I don't know what like November seventh, twenty twenty five. What is? Blade. Twenty to in three years. Twenty twenty five is next year. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said twenty twenty seven. I don't know why. What? Okay, well that's not that far. What's the next Marvel? Next Marvel movie? I mean, Deadpool and Wolverine. Oh, I guess you're right. We're gonna get to that. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday happened, and we got a trailer for Deadpool and Wolverine. Oh yeah, we should probably do a little trailer recap because everyone knows the Super Bowl, a lot of commercials, and of course a lot of um, trailers come out during the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, Zach, he's right. This year we got 
Deadpool and Wolverine. Is it not? Is it called that? Not Deadpool three? Yeah, no, it's called uh, Deadpool and Wolverine. That's so good. Um, and the poster is of a friendship necklace with a heart that they're separate their masks. Are. I'll tell you, I think this movie's going to reignite my Marvel love, Graham. That the excitement that I got for this. Every Deadpool movie is a full delight. Ever both of them are just so great, so much rewatch value, and mm-hmm. it just is clear from this trailer that it's going to be the same exact thing. Yeah, I completely agree. They're so much fun. Ryan Reynolds is probably the most charismatic person on earth. Yeah. Um, he just knocks Deadpool out of the park every time. So I'm I'm really excited for that. I wish we'd gotten to see a little more of Wolverine in the trailer but yeah, but they're teasing that they're gonna they're not gonna show him till the full trailer i think they really are yeah and we've gotten a lot of set photos that have leaked so maybe they're trying to like just try and keep things a little quieter and make it um once it finally comes out to have a bigger impact yeah um and, Wanda, you know, did you go ahead what... well with this trait you know it seems like they're making fun uh it's like marvel making fun of itself making fun of like the choices they've made with like the mm-hmm. timelines and everything and i think that's what's going to kind of charm me back into the mcu because another thing we discussed before we started that see is as if i told graham that i was like joining a terrorist organization i, I said that i've given up on marvel just because the quality of them haven't been good and then also i like look back at previous films that i'd watched and i felt it, it felt more heartless than I when I watched them before, and it's like the actors aren't as into it as I used to think that they were. Like I watched Multiverse of Madness again, and I was like, "This doesn't seem healthy as a film." I lo- I really enjoyed that movie. I haven't rewatched it, but I thought that movie was. I did too. To and Doctor Strange is already my fave. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the movie was weird and crazy and out there, but I loved it. See, I love weird, crazy, and out there, that but was then. Joker. The weird, okay. crazy out there got cut in with the Marvel muddying, and it, it it bothered me. Sure. Well, I'm very excited about Deadpool and Wolverine, and I'm hoping this leads to what I want, and that's the X Men. Oh, I mean, we already got so. Uh, oh, this is a big spoiler that I've been spoiled with the Marvels. Would you like to hear the Marvel spoiler? Uh, sure. Yeah, sure. I don't. I'm probably only going to watch like a YouTube recap when I when I need to. The end credit scene Beast is makes an appearance. No kidding. Played by Kelsey Grammer. Well, but okay, that's what I was going to ask is how are they going to introduce X-Men into this universe? It's going to be different a different universe that's like molding in it seems. Yeah, like, like are they just going to bring back all the old actors like well beast is played by kelsey Grammer, but he's not in makeup he's like this big cgi beast that looks like the beast from like the old cartoon oh i gotta look yeah. on the bottom and he's got like pointed hair i'll send you a photo of what he looks like in that movie yeah because um, yeah. i did watch that scene um because people are like, oh my god, the first confirmation of the X Men. Because even in Miss Marvel, she was confirmed to have mutant be a mutant. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's so. Well, I mean, we when we saw a Multiverse of Madness, like Professor Xavier played by um, uh, what's his name? The you know the traditional Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart thank you. Um, so we saw that. You know, I don't. 
I am curious also how they're going to fold this over. Like, are we getting, because we're this getting Fox, photo, but it's a screenshot from the thing. We're getting a uh, Fox Wolverine. We're getting Fox. Oh, geez. This looks like a cartoon. This is like a screenshot. Yeah. It's a screenshot from the, from the film. Um, yeah. That looks kind of weird. Uh, I'm sure it looks better. Like in, in motion. Yeah, and it's clearly like they took a photo of, of a movie screen, mm-hmm. but you just can't find photos because it's, you know, Marvel being like they delete the photos off the internet the second they get leaked because it's still considered well, like a spoiler. But also, um, leading into that conversation, have you guys seen the trailers for uh, the reboot of X-Men 97? Yeah. Reboot slash looks like sequel, I guess. Sequel. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have seen that. I that's not something I really grew up watching, but Yeah, that was my era. That was my era for mm-hmm. sure. Well, Cause I did watch the Spider Man cartoon, which was like the same time frame. Yeah. That's yeah. just what I was more interested in. But it was cool. It was really cool seeing that um that nineties cartoon style with clearly a twenty twenty four budget and crew behind it well somebody said um because gene gray is pregnant mm. and somebody said get ready for her to faint more than she did in the original because she used to like pass out all the time <laughs> when she used her when she used her power she just like always fainted oh <laughs> it was always too overwhelming for her body oh yeah Jean, she because she's also like a telepath right she's got she's pretty Correct. Powerful. Yeah, and every time she uses it, she like faints and passes out. You know. Oh, geez. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. I'm sure you were pretty excited as well. Oh yeah, I've been yeah. waiting, and I I started rewatching the animated series last year. Um, mm. I need to I need to go back, but uh, yeah, very excited about that for a show for a show. Yeah. I'm also really excited for Marvel to just do more in the animation sort of realm. Mm-hmm. We've gotten What If season one and two. Um, I think I just watched season what three if. has already had trailer. I just yeah, I was so surprised at that. You just watched season one? Yeah, it's good. So I haven't actually wa- I've watched clips of it, but I haven't watched like a full even episode. Um, the, the animation style is fine it's kind of turns me off a little bit um i've heard once you like watch it you get into it same because i wasn't originally like i was originally like "Eh." and i think i happened to be watching disney plus and i was just like okay i'll I'll check it out and it was great i i really liked it Hmm. well uh excuse me season two is out so um you could check that out Mm. um yeah so awesome I'm sure we'll talk more about Marvel. <laughs> yes. We're watching. <laughs> well, I guess. real fast to finish our um, trailer discussion. Um, Alanda, did you see the Wicked trailer during the Super Bowl? Oh, I, I did see the Wicked trailer. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? Um. Yeah, I am I'm interested. <laughs> now, I think it seemed like an overall great response. Um 
uh, for it. I am not, I'm hesitant. I'll say that. I don't know how I feel just yet. It looks cool. It looks huge. It looks expensive. It looks expansive. Uh, Cynthia Erivo singing in the clip, like all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm not sure how I feel just yet. Well, I'm going to wait it out before I give an opinion. Okay. But I am excited. I I am I am an Ariana Grande fan. I want to say that first. Mm. Her as Glinda, uh, uh, her acting has never done anything for me. And I so agree. That's the number one thing I'm concerned about, if I'm honest. And I think these two characters are so iconic, and everybody knows Adina Menzel, Kristen Chenoweth. You know, like who they. You know, so um, I'm. A, I'm interested. I'm very, very interested. Mm-hmm. I am also, I feel I'm in the same boat as far as Ariana Grande goes. It feels like I, I get like, they're just, they're, she's a big name. Like at that, they're expecting her to draw people in. I hope she can pull this off, but I, I'm very, nervous about that because i feel like they could have really got someone who could do that role just like we didn't have to we don't in my mind ariana grande's name isn't needed for wicked like you're it's not but that's not that leads me to believe though that they really thought she was the right person because you're right she's not needed wicked would do just fine Mm-hmm. without Ariana Grande like it didn't need a big name star mm-hmm. um and so I'm very interested and in, I but I that's why I'm gonna give her benefit of the doubt and say the producers think uh-huh. she was the right, the right person yeah yeah I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like I feel like that character is so big because I mean Kristen Chenoweth played her and I just <sighs> feel like Ariana Grande doesn't do big in terms of like personality, but again, she could have done acting lessons. You know, the only thing I've seen her in right. is like notorious and like stuff when she was a teenager. And then also like uh, she's oh my god, awful in Hairspray Live, terrible awful. in Hairspray Live, awful. awful. God, I don't want to watch that ever again. Oh my god, horrible in Hairspray Live. But let's say this: now that you said that, something I want to give Kristen Chinna with her credit because like I don't think we give Kristen Chenoweth with the flowers she deserves. I just watched uh, Schmigadoon. <laughs> we talked about this, how much I love that show. She's amazing in that show. So good. And like, she doesn't get the credit she deserves for how funny she is. She's hilarious. She, in that her show. comedic timing, like she, she deserves, like I could see her in a multicam sitcom. Like she would be great. Alonzo, let me put you on. I hope it's on something to stream. There's two seasons of excellent television. I know what you're going to say. Trial and Error. Oh, Trial and Error. That's not what I thought you were going to say. Okay. It is a a mockumentary, like office style show about a guy who's just in the first season. The main like person in court is John Lithgow, which we love John Lithgow. But the second season is Kristen Chenoweth as the main suspect in this case what's and it called? she is trial and error i remember this the show game. i feel like it's on prime 
laugh out loud hilarious show that got canceled after season two. They thought it was going to be canceled after season one. I watched this show probably like when I was like 20 and I binged the whole thing really quickly. It is such a hilarious, hilarious. All the supporting characters. I think Sherry Shepard's in it. And she has all these weird ailments. And uh, there's like a hillbilly character. Hilarious, like the little small town. Highly recommend Trial and Error. And I think talking about it now, I want to watch. I want to watch it <laughs> again. Yeah, I, I think I will. I, I I believe I will. Yeah, I I'm a big fan of of Kristen, and she doesn't like I said. I don't think she gets enough credit, but. Very excited. And I'm excited for Wicked. I just want to say that. I am looking forward to it, for sure. It is on Prime. Thank you. Right. Not Wicked. Trial and Not error. Wicked. Not Wicked. Trial and error. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. And I agree with you, Alonzo. It looks big and it looks expensive, and that's kind of exciting. Don't forget expansive. Oh, and expansive as well. I see what I did. I got with the, the, the letter change. Um, <laughs> I don't. I'll say it. I don't like these part one, part twos. I was going to say it's a part one, isn't it? I it don't is. like that. Like, what? do it. I, here's my thing. If you're going to do a part one and part two, I don't want, like, do part one in June and do part two in July or August. Like, I don't want to wait an entire year. I'll go to the uh, theater twice, you know, once. I would say six months. Month. Give me six months. I'll wait six months. Just keep it in the same calendar year. Me. yeah um so here's the thing isn't isn't the the big song the like the one of the finale songs what is it called yeah defying, defying gravity, gravity? Yeah. it's the act one finale oh it's the act one finale i didn't know i thought that was the finale uh-uh nope act one finale okay because i was like bold of the movie to have that riff in there and then not have no it yeah the it's the act one finale is basically where she starts to become wicked like yeah. that's where we know she's going to become the 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 wicked witch. It's her let it uh, go. It's her let it go. It is. Yeah. And Adele Dazeem performed both. <laughs> yes. Which that's gonna be such a cool scene, I think. Like I'm sure they'll do that right with especially with Cynthia Revo. And it'll be a big showstopper and it'll be really cool and it'll be a cool way to end the movie. I just don't. And I'm glad like they're gonna give this. They're not gonna try and cram this really big show into one movie. I right. just, I'm just not a fan of going to see one and then like yeah. next year, like what happened. I know I agree with Harry Potter. What about what about Harry Potter? It all started with Harry Potter. There was the first movie to do part twos. Was that before Twilight? Like the same well, movie, definitely. I think too. They're trying to get more of the book in the movie, so. Mm. Um. Mm. You know the book is huge, so yeah. uh, series too isn't a whole book series. It is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a sequel series that's currently being written right now. Oh shoot! Oh wow! Yeah, it's, it's about her like the Wizard of Oz. No, it's about like her like granddaughter. It's like the Witches of Macam. Some I don't know. Waverly Place. Oh my god, <laughs> that's coming back. Y'all know that that is coming back, and I'm stoked. You're stoked you're going to watch it on Disney Channel, Graham? I, Get yeah, your wand. I, Get I am your wand ready. It. What? Get your wand ready. Yeah. <laughs> That's on, that was... <laughs> Is that a It's like, I'm, I'm Raven Simone, and you're watching the Disney Channel. 
Oh, oh okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, that was my child. I don't think they do that anymore, people. In Wizards of Waverly Place. Yeah, I thought Raven Simone. Listen, if Raven Simone makes an appearance, I'll watch it. Okay. I don't think hey, Raven Simone also so underrated and so freaking funny. Uh, me and my sister got really into Raven's Home. I don't know if I ever told you guys that. We got really I into Raven's Home. I remember that. Yeah. We got we got really into it and like uh then they started like recasting the children and getting rid of kids and it's like what happened to the girl? Well, oh, wow. that's right because I didn't watch the show but then it kind of transitioned to being more about Raven and uh Chelsea, right? No, it, it, they they were like trying to make it more about the little boy who's also psychic. And yeah, Raven and Chelsea were always doing a shenanigan, but they were still like supporting when the group of kids were always like the main plot, which makes sense. It's by the perspective of the kids. But uh yeah, it was a solid show. Both both and of is, them still got it. Is it canceled? I think so. I think Disney has a contract with their showruns where it has to, it's like a hundred episodes, four seasons, and like every Disney show is that. Oh, they just don't go past that anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, here's you, what they like, do. Look I up Lana Montana. It's exactly they, 100 episodes. They do a reboot. They do a new version. That's how you make more money. That's how you. They like. That's why they did the Sweet Life and then the Sweet Life on deck. And then it's it's all about money. It's all about making money, and you don't have to pay people the royalties and all this stuff. Disney and the budget on um, Disney Channel shows is like insanely low. Like supporting cast, I mean, it's a lot of money if you're thinking about it. Like it's way more than ever I I make. But they get like the mom on Sweet Life of Zack and Cody got five thousand dollars an episode, where wow. network TV people are making like one point two million dollars an episode. Right, and the mom That's on Sweet Life crazy. loved her. I thought she was great. It's yeah. she's really fun to hear on a podcast. She's a stand up comedian. She's very vulgar. She's in Supernatural. She plays a fairly big character in the the show Supernatural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, not, not sort of sporadic, but good. Well, um, speaking of Supernatural, Alonzo's house is haunted. No, I think the castle from the traitors might be haunted. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, you were, I can see in your eyes that you were looking how to connect like it to ready. the traitor somehow. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to drive us backwards one more time because my favorite, <laughs> because my okay. favorite trailer we haven't talked about yet, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Let's go. The plan, the new Planet of the Apes trilogy. I'll stand by this. One of the best trilogies of the modern era phenomenal and caesar an incredible arc throughout those um films they're incredibly well made well directed the second one dawn of the planet of the apes one of my favorite movies there i said it um and i'm glad it seems like they're really taking their they took their time i didn't know this movie was even going to come out um i didn't know this was even a movie um but i'm hoping they have a reason for making this fourth one and that they're the quality of this movie is going to be as high as the others. Uh, so Graham, I know you, you know, I do own the Blu-ray box set of that trilogy. Yeah, you I have called them the monkey movies of the monkey move of your monkey movies. And, uh, Just it's set. <laughs> uh, uh, I've only seen the first one. I've owned this box set for four, five, six years. It's it is a good movie, but it is not even close to the second two. Like it's it's like we're jumping from Batman Begins to Dark Knight. 
It is 100% that leap. I'm watching it. I plan on watching it. I'm telling you, man. You're going to watch the second one. I've never been a Planet of the Apes guy. What What's the first one that you? What's the first one? You haven't been a Planet of the Apes guy because you haven't seen the new movies. That's why. What's the first one? What's Rise the of the Planet of the Apes. Rise of the Planet. Okay, maybe I'll also, check it out. Never I'm sorry. What? Confusing titles. It, yeah, they look the titling not the best. That's fine. I'll admit that. I think people have the original trilogy, re- original run of movies in their head which are really campy really strange all over the place then there's the mark Wahlberg movie never even seen that but it looks freaking terrible more um, based on the book i think yeah it's got a weird weird look but vibe to it um, but the new andy circus led films are really good specifically my favorite's the second in the trilogy. The third's also really good. The first one's good, but it just feels like a totally different movie, like from that movie to the second one, The Jump. Um, like the first one's like an origin story. The second one's like a post-apocalyptic epic between these two warring factions. Really cool. Great movies. And so, and visually, they're always stunning. The CGI work on those are insane. The, the first movie... It has aged a bit, you can tell. I, that came out I, yeah, over a decade, maybe. I don't know how long ago it was. 2011? 2011? It's Rise? Yeah. Rise, yeah. <clears throat> Let me Google. Um, I love that. Maybe I'll maybe I'll take some time to to check it out. I don't I, don't, I don't know why I love that. I I, don't, I didn't mean that, but I'll I'll, I'll I may check it out. Alonzo loves the great apes. A passion. Speaking of kingdom, kingdom of the planet of the apes, kings, castles, living in a castle, the traitors, boom, we're back. Are they staying in the castle? Because in the British version, they are very they don't clear stay in the that castle. they all leave. They don't stay in the castle. They, yeah, talk, they don't show that on the show, but they t- they've talked about it in interviews. And I think either the last episode or the episode before that, which the episodes we're covering, they show a bunch of characters like in the bedroom, and it's all, clearly the same bedroom every single time they show it. Like tiles in the back that like are lit up blue in the background. Mm. It's very clear that it's not like they're not staying at this house. Yeah, which is a bit of a bummer. I don't know why. It just it just feels like they're supposed to be staying there and they're not. <laughs> um. Yeah. So we watched. Episode seven and six. I'm sorry, seven and eight. We left off on six. Zach, did you go back and watch it? Because you hadn't watched it um, at the time of recording. Yes, I have. I've watched it all through. Yeah, I watched it in me because it was, you know, you were saying it was like one of the best episodes of TV ever. Agree. <laughs> I yeah, mean, that was that was Dan's downfall episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my god. I mean. And then the episode after all, all of these last three episodes have just been bananas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Parvati just kind of showed her whole ass this whole <laughs> during that whole time. Um, but yeah, yeah, I was able to go back and watch. I watched, gosh, I would have watched that like three weeks ago, two weeks ago, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while since we recorded. Um, but yeah. And, and I know it ended off with them offering what's his name the bachelor guy the thing which we learned directly next episode he denied 
He denied. Yes, Peter was offered the chance to be a traitor. I remember saying to you both that I thought this was a strange move on the traders part, but a wonderful opportunity on Peter's part. Cause in my mind, what I said was that he could just keep playing the role he's been playing and just be a trader, get the other traders out and be this, you know, faithful saint who's been leading the charge when the whole time he, not the whole time, but he ended up becoming a trader and no one was ever the wiser. That's why I saw it going down, but he refuses he says no. He's like, I'm faithful through and through. I have played this game so far as a true faithful, and I couldn't turn my back on them now, which I can respect on some level. Um, and you know, obviously, jumping ahead, but he hasn't been kicked. He hasn't been banished or murdered yet. He did get. He no. did oh, tar- he try to target no. him and like shift the focus onto him. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. if I'm him. Desperate. No. If I'm him, I accept being a traitor because everybody thinks I'm a faithful. Mm-hmm. Um, so n- they're not going to target me. Mm-hmm. And now poverty is going to be off my back. So yeah. it's faithful. I mean, if I, now I'm going based on episode seven. We can talk about when we get to episode eight. But from that perspective, like it's like you're making it person, some kind of like personal like valid you get nothing from having people think you're a faithful like that you don't win the game that way like like that's great that you feel good about your faithful friends that's stupid yeah i don't like i get like, the... you think he's doing good as a faithful i think his planning and his strategy has been impressive i think he's comfortable in that and i think it kind of makes sense that he would die <laughs> but he has he had no but faithfuls. his his no his you're wrong his yeah, you know, and stupid okay brainstorming there's no wrong answers <laughs> you're wrong in the his, method. the the target on his back is huge from the from the from the traders he's going to be killed off like because they know like you he has a, he has a better chance in my opinion to become a trader however in thinking about episode eight, mm. it is a really smart game move that he partners with poverty and they make a truce. That was smart. And he only went with it because of uh, Trishel. Mm-hmm. Trishel's like, which she's been saying a few episodes. She's like, I think Phaedra is a traitor. He's been going and really so, after Phaedra. Yeah. yeah. And so she convinced uh the bachelor peter peter um which i always was like he was the bachelor but now i see it this episode i saw his charm a little bit more because i was just like he's always like he's too he's too much of like a cutie pie he's not handsome that's what uh, savannah said yeah i think he may be a little guy i think he i think i saw it this episode i don't know that i really saw it beforehand he also was a pilot back into a debate of gentlemanly attractiveness you said he's a pilot? Yeah, Pilot Pete was kind of like his nickname. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, something I thought was smart, I mean, that I think, I don't know if anybody had, have we ever seen somebody deny a traitor's invite? Um, I don't I know. Feel like, 
I want to say maybe once, but I'm not completely sure. So don't smart ask move, me. Because I was like, I hope to God he doesn't say anything. And smart move that he didn't say anything at breakfast. That he got invited to be a traitor. I was like, I was wondering if he was going to say, like, guys, I got invited. Just like, didn't Dan say that? Or am I thinking of the UK version where somebody says, I got invited, they are a traitor, and they say, last night I got invited to be a traitor, and everybody turns against him. Yeah, I, that sounds familiar. A- Ashlyn just told me she remembered, she didn't remember what season, but someone um, was offered being it, was offered it, they said no, and then they were, they were murdered the next night? They were killed by the traitors because the traitors were like, you know, this uh, sending a message like, hey, you turn us down. Well, screw you. We're going to kill you. I want to say that was Australia, but I may be making that up. Maybe it was America. I would well, believe it was Australia because I didn't finish Australia. I did finish America. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I didn't watch America season one. Oh, my God. That's an amazing season of TV. Yeah. Well, already, even I though you know who wins watch America season one, it's so good. Mm, yeah. Well, um, I'll here. I'll say this: this of all the seasons I've watched is by far the most st- strategic. And I don't know if this is because these are TV people, like they can get past like being on TV, or they're just better at thinking strategically. I don't know what it is, but they're playing the best game. I like the Faithfuls are playing the best game I've ever seen the Faithfuls play. I agree. This is like the most I've ever seen the faithful seem to have actually a chance against the traitors. I mean, spoilers, they got him down to one by the end of episode eight. And she is right in their crosshairs. Yeah. Oh, shoot. You know what, guys? What? (laughs) I'm realizing I didn't finish the episode. You didn't finish eight? No. Oh my God! The best thing, because I know y'all feel neutral about this person. The best thing in the world happened at the end of eight. It took me a minute to remember what happened, but yeah, it was. Um, it. I'm interested to see. So, what do you remember? Uh, 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 yeah. Oh my God. Okay. okay. Was I seven torches in eight the house? Huh? With the challenges, torches and seven and eight the house. Um. Yeah, eight was the house. What was set torches? What about torches? The torches were instead of the round table. Oh, yes. right. Yeah. That was like the was that the was that the challenge for the episode as well? Oh no, it wasn't. It was the, instead of the round table. What was the challenge? Because there was a shield challenge. I always have such a hard time. Like I I enjoyed the challenges when they happen, but I don't know if it's testament to everything else. I just don't like remember. But Alonzo, what were you saying? What do you remember up to an eight? Okay, I remember. The truth, um, wasn't that an eight? Um, I remember the house, uh, them being in that house with the bugs and all that. Yeah. And they get out. Um, that may be all I remember. Oh my gosh, guys. So you cut, you stopped at the round table. Yeah, I don't remember the round table because now you're, I guess you're telling me Phaedra, um, was taken out. No. Okay, don't tell me then. Okay, so I'm going to turn it on as we talk and see what happens. Yeah, because, no, she was not, no, which kind of spoils what, what I meant. But um, 
So you didn't see the round table? No, I guess not. Wait, no, I hadn't really the... thought. From what I recall, that round table wasn't necessarily explosive. It kind of seemed like the writing is written on the wall because a lot of the votes kind of swayed in one direction. But Wait, you heard who... me talking about the poverty Peter alliance. So I assumed she was good, but I guess not. Uh, everyone's everyone in like the separate group with like Cassandra and them start uh -huh. to go against Parvati. So okay. it seems like it kind of goes with that plan now. It's like, okay, we'll go with them instead okay. of targeting. The person. So now Phaedra's just like in the crosshairs of Trishel. Okay. So, so Trishel has to go. But the problem is, I don't think Phaedra knows unless she finds out this episode that Trishel is after her. I don't think she realizes well, it. She knows Another that the house is on her, though. Because it was between, well, at the when poverty was, um, I, I this I may have missed this. This is made up. What I, up until what I've seen, Phaedra doesn't think people are coming after her. So okay, I, I was looking at the episode breakdown. Episode seven, no one is murdered or or banished. So the person who at the was banished at the next roundtable, you didn't see who was banished. No. Oh. So, well then, thing. <laughs> so, should we talk about the torch ceremony thing? And yeah, like... let's talk about the torch ceremony. Let's talk about the house. Um, by the time we get there, I'll have seen. <laughs> let's talk about what we have for breakfast. Uh... Well, let's talk about what they had for breakfast. You know what? I'm picking it up. If you guys can see, hold on. This is where I stop. Can y'all see this? Are they yeah. are, are they about to walk into the round table? Yeah, it's literally the round table. Mm-hmm. Okay. Phaedra's the first one there. I didn't realize I didn't finish it. That's crazy. What um, is wrong with me? I don't know. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. Goodness. Okay, yeah. So episode Eight. seven. Um I, if there was a, a challenge before none of us are recalling it at the moment. That. Um, but they instead of having a banishment um round table um that episode, I guess we didn't see anyone they didn't murder anyone at the beginning either because they had offered to Peter. And Peter um, said no. So yeah, nobody but, died in the episode. Yeah. And then we get to the torches and instead of doing the round table, um they Zach, do you remember how it worked? Like, did they snuff people's torches? So, I don't remember who first starts it, but the person who has a torch is safe. I think it's maybe mm. the person who has a shield or something. And they can light somebody else's torch. And I think it's like a total of like seven people. I remember now. They did the scavenger hunt in the woods, and you could like pick. It was actually pretty good. Like, there were they would ask them questions about the house. Um, so okay, back up, back up. The house was split into teams of two, uh, into teams of two people. They were all went off into the woods, and they would come to these crossroads where there would be a question about something in the house, like is this thing blue or red, or is this? Are the pictures arranged this way or that way? And the teams would pick one direction to go, and then you would get to this sort of, 
um, card on the ground or something that tells you if you pick the right or wrong path. If you pick the wrong path, a booby trap was sprung, like you fell oh, yeah. into a pit of tar or you were strung up in a net, which looked really f- cool. So much fun. Them getting yes. like Kate getting strung up in the net. And she was like, I got to take a nap. I got to <laughs> like, how fun would that be to be like cartoon style? Just lift it up in a net. Yeah, that was honestly, I'm so I was kind of surprised they did that because I was like thinking, you know, what if someone got caught or hurt? Everyone seemed fine. It was it was very entertaining to watch. Um, So the the team that made it. Either they picked up a shield along the way, or they were just the, the, I think they were the first team to make it out, and both of the members um, made it through the entire thing without getting booby-trapped. They, their torches were lit first at that ceremony, and then they were, they got to choose whose torch was lit next. And basically, so like, I don't know if we need to go break down like who did who. I know a really big one was like Phaedra lit CTs, I think. Mm, I and think you're right. Did not light. Okay, because Phaedra did not light Parvati's. Yeah, interesting. Parvati was like sure that Phaedra was going to light hers, and she didn't. Yeah, and honestly, then, better though. Like, I feel like the mo- more distance those two can have from each other, the better. Yeah, but I mean, it ultimately didn't work out. But uh, uh, and then like I don't even remember her name. The girl that was really offended that CT didn't light her. Rochelle. Oh, yeah, no, Trishel was mad. Yeah, and she was, like, begging for people, which, like, no one's targeting her. I don't know why she was begging people to save her. No, Peter very much needed it more than Trishel, which is Tom evident by the fact that... Peter. Yeah, which is, you know, evident by the fact that at the end, they pick... Spoiler alert, after the the torch ceremony is over, the, the traitors have to pick from the people whose torches weren't lit um, one of those people to murder. So their murder pool was smaller. Um, Three people, right? Uh, something like that. It was a small number of people. Uh, and Bergie is the one they end up murdering. Yes. So, like you said, Trishel didn't people. even really. I think Trishel thinks she is like a bigger part of that inner circle than she is, which she is on to Phaedra. Like she maybe deserves more credit than she's getting, but I don't think people think of her as like the mastermind. It's Peter. Yeah. Um, then, so after the torch ceremony and everything, and everybody's saved again, there's no <clears throat> run table. They decide to kill Bergie immediately at breakfast. Parvati starts to, starts to like really target Peter in the next episode. And it just comes off as, Really, 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 really desperate and bad. And then even <coughs> Phaedra even has to tell her, like, hey, calm down. It's like you're acting like an ice queen and everybody is like, at least she didn't say what she said in like the third episode. Nobody likes you, poverty, and everyone <laughs> thinks you're a fucking traitor. <laughs> yeah. That was so intense. <laughs> she was like, you need to calm down because like every chance Parvati got, she got, she was like insulting Peter, like attacking him, mm-hmm. attacking a bunch of random people. Yeah. She has like a big heart to heart with John. Oh my gosh. That, and that comes out um, at the end of eight, right? Like she, during eight, um, she, yeah, she has, she starts like crying. She's talking to John. 
because at this point she's already talked with Peter a bit and she feels like, okay, maybe we can spin this. Maybe we can pin it on Phaedra. Um, and so she's like, if I have this heart to heart with John, maybe he'll be on my side. And mm. we see, you know, how that went later on at the round table. Which, so I don't know how far Alonzo was in the round table, but that moment really made me be like, John is a force to kind of be reckoned with. Agreed. I agreed. I thought he had totally bought into her crap. Um, he was like, he basically said crocodile tears to her. Yeah, which Ashlyn made a good point as we were watching. I because I said I didn't see that coming. I thought he would have bought it, and she was like, "Well, they didn't." After that conversation, they didn't show a confessional with him. They showed one with Parvati, where she's like, "I think I got him," but they That's didn't show point. John's because it would have been clear to us what he thought, which. And I mean, he's a politician, so I'm sure he reads BS really well. You know, he's probably good at spewing BS, which is why he's good at been, you know, doing well. Yeah. I mean, he's become a, like, I really like him. I really like his person. He's very nice. He's very like virtuous as a person, it seems. Um, but yeah, so yeah, she tries her last to chat, and then like the writing. So basically, all the faithfuls basically split have split into two groups, where it's like Peter's side, and then is it her name's Cassandra's side, where like she's kind of running the show. Like I remember her like strategizing at the pool table how they were going to start voting for people. I think it's just San- Sandra. Sandra, um, but yeah, if you like, she's kind of, and then she started going after Parvati, and that started to kind of interfere because she also kind of started to suspect Peter. But she started to go after Parvati, so then, like, Peter and Trishel's plan had to shift. Basically, like, in the middle of the round table. Yeah. Yeah, I... I don't really know how I feel, like, if they should have went along with Trishel's plan to get Phaedra. Um, I, I could sort of see the logic, like, we're thinking long game, like, Parvati is for sure in the bag. Everyone doesn't trust her. Let's try and really focus on someone that people do have more trust in. I don't know. I guess I can sort of see that logic, but maybe just like keep the momentum you have going. And then once you have two in the bag, like convince them you you have your sights on your third and then people are going to believe that. I, I just don't know if it was well, the also- smartest idea to switch uh, directions. I think Trishel just kind of like had something in her mind and she kind of wanted to be the hero for the day um, instead of Peter. And so she convinced him like, let's get Phaedra now. That's how it felt to me because they, they kind of had Parvati unlock. Um, yeah, and I Peter mean, did a great job of manipulating Parvati. Like that was entertaining to watch. That was a great plan. Yeah. So, and I mean, he executed it well, but it's drawn a lot of suspicion on them that he flipped so quickly. Yeah. Uh, and he and he tried to salvage it. He's like, well, I haven't fully flipped, but why not he just, just didn't say, oh, I have a plan to get this person out this week and get uh, her out next week. But yeah, I agree with you where it's like if the writing's on the wall and it's like, OK, Parvati's not being liked by people. She's being suspected by people where on that other half, the Sandra half, most mm-hmm. of them still love Phaedra. Yeah, exactly. Like, and- like, like say like she's like a mom figure and like really go for her. Yeah. And if Peter had been able to get, like, because P- Peter was the one who pointed out Dan and Parvati. And so if they had gotten Dan and then Parvati, 
um, and that was the plan like all along, I think he would have had even more um, power behind his voice than he already had. And maybe he could have swayed them. Like, I know you all think that Phaedrus good and not is a faithful, <laughs> but I've been right twice. Like, listen to me. <laughs> Alonzo just sent messages. Uh, he said, this is a quote from John. He said, Parvati is a duchess of deception and a mistress of murder. He, I like him a lot. That was such a good line. <laughs> that was such a good line. He, I don't know if it's like what it is. Um, it made me just sort of perceive him as this sort of kind of old man who thought he was more perceptive and up on things than he was. Um, but uh, he, he proved me wrong there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know. We're about caught up to where I don't know if Alonzo is caught up and seen. I guess if he just sent that, then they're still in the middle of voting. Um, but Zach, like you said, they they were gonna go Phaedra because that was like the new plan, but there was just so much sway in Parvati's direction. I don't know. Did Peter still end up voting Phaedra? I think he did. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it did. I think they still tried to go with the plan and they were like, well, if Parvati gets out, that's fine. That's still another traitor gone. It just makes him look worse. And another thing I didn't really get, spoiler for Alonzo, maybe if he hasn't got there yet, but after the 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 banishment, um, Trishel, because before Trishel was saying, if it's not Phaedra, I'll throw away my book and she's like i'll throw away my notebook they didn't even test it like they didn't try and get her out like there's no need for her to back off that i hope she stays on it she's right that's the crazy thing like that's the the really crazy thing is that even sandra was right when she was talking about like at the pool table these faithfuls are and i think it is because they're all reality tv stars they are smart they are like putting things together in a really significant way it's just impressive it's more impressive than any i we me and savannah keep trying to watch the uk version after we run out of episodes of the u.s version and like what babies what it's like watching (laughs) toddlers compared to college students do this show where it's like there's a lot of crying they don't know what's going on where it's like there's no real strategizing was that season? Is do they have a season two of that, or is that just season one? Just season one. I remember them being the biggest whiners. They're big whiners, and there's that guy who's getting manipulated by the girl who's in a relationship with the magician guy. Oh yeah, that was was that that wasn't Australia. That was no, that's 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 a UK. Yeah, I remember that. That poor that guy. I felt bad for him. Yeah, and the magician guy currently, I think, in the season we're watching, he's really kind of showing his his jerk. Oh yeah, he made he made some big dumb move. Um, I think he like ended oh, up. He says that they're dating. Yeah, at breakfast was so dumb. I don't remember. He had some sort of justification for it, I think. But I remember it being really stupid. And the reason that they ended up both getting voted out, I'm pretty sure. I remember her being like, "What the? Why is he doing that?" Okay, I agree, Alonzo. Kate is my favorite character on The Traitors. He just sent a message saying Kate is chaotic and amazing. Kate is my favorite person on this show. I love her so much. She is a 
a beacon of chaos. And I loved her season one when she was throwing money off the side of the road and uh, and writing her own name and then crossing it out and then writing someone else's name on the round table and saying, like, I just want to go home. And then being the last person, like, formally voted off in season one. I cannot, because I know she's like a below deck person. I cannot imagine living on a boat and working with this person. That sounds... What? It makes me want to watch Below Deck. Well, I don't know, because there's like a million and a half seasons of that show and different versions in different countries and different, you know, oceans or whatever. Um, (laughs) But that just sounds horrible. Like she... I couldn't imagine working with her on land where I get to go home, much less on a boat where you're stuck with her. Sounds horrible. She was kind of the stick in Peter's craw uh, during this whole last episode where she was like, so why are you now targeting Par- Parvati and you mm-hmm. are not targeting her anymore? And you were like, she was the one that kept saying that. Yeah. Saying, why are you targeting her? Why are you still targeting her? Even though you said you weren't. But I agree. I agree with her there. It was weird. From oh, everyone no. else's perspective, for him to just shift like that, and I think he's a little – they're all a little too big for the britches, and they're like, we control this whole game, we can do whatever we want, and you all just need to listen to us. You've gotten one person out, and but and to just switch gears like that and throw the whole house, um, catch them all by surprise, like people are going to have a bad reaction to that. Yeah. Especially uh, – yeah, Kate, yeah. And that's what I love about Kate is she really clearly walks to the beat of her own drum mm-hmm. and she doesn't have like a little niche group that she's in. Even the, because she kind of puts off, I keep thinking she's a housewife. She puts off a real housewife's vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Parvati did vote for Phaedra. So she went against a traitor. That's crazy. Well, they, I don't know if I want to, never mind. He'll get there. It's hard not to talk about it. Um, Good, good episode, though. Lonzo's still watching. He's in the middle of the vote, I guess, right now. Man. Shrey has really flown under the radar. Shrey. He was up for murder in, of the, like, four people, I guess. And she was she was the one that I was talking about that was offended that CT didn't light her torch. Shrey? But it wasn't, it, no, it wasn't. That was Trishel. Is Sheree one of the other housewives? Um, she was screaming like crazy. Sandra. Okay, uh, the black housewife in in the house. Yes. Oh, Sheree, yes, she seems smart. Bugs. Oh yeah. With yeah, the bugs. she does seem smart. Oh my god, the bugs challenge. Uh, who would abandon everybody? Somebody got abandoned. Well, all, a lot of the the women um, who didn't go in the tunnels quit. Um, uh, MJ. Oh, Kevin was left alone. Yep. Yeah, Phaedra left. MJ was the first, I think, to leave. They said haggis or something. They had like a cuss safe word. Um, Kate gave up. Um, yeah, and then Sheree <laughs> screaming. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. I'll tell you who I don't like this season. I never like anything he says. Everything out of his mouth, I'm like, boo, is Kevin. I do not like Kevin. I don't like him. I don't like 
how he's such like uh he's like the the annoying puppy dog of the like the cool kids. Um, and he gets mad really easily. Like the time when Kate first comes in and he's like, Can you pay attention to me? Yeah. yeah. He's kind of lame. Yeah. Kind of lame indeed. Yeah. Um I'm just waiting on Londo to CT Uh he's going. What is happening? Oh, Alonzo's saying CT is going to the end. Uh I think he's going to the end as a rube. I would say that. Just like the two people at the last season of the American Traders. It's like one really smart person and then two just like... Ding-dongs. Ding-dongs. It's Parvati. So, yeah, I'm here now. Sorry. Parvati (laughs) just been banished from the game. And... Who did um, Peter vote for in that round table? Uh, really? No. Actually, I don't know. I don't remember. I think it. Was, I think he voted for Phaedra, because I think he was sticking to the group's guns of let's get Phaedra out for whatever reason. Years of my life, practicing truth telling, emotional authenticity, and really aligning myself with truth and integrity, and. Coming out here, I wanted to play a faithful game, but I am not. Mm. Did they? Did I feel like it cut out? Cut out. Cut I'm, out, not cut a, out. I'm not a faithful. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get a new dog? Oh, um, I've had him for about a year now. Oh, wow! A little just, over a year. Alonzo's dog just walks through the frame. Yeah, I was like, I don't feel like I don't remember. Okay, it changed colors now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a color changing dog. That's pretty. Uh, it's like the horses in Wizard of Oz. Oh yes. yes. There you go. Jello mix on their fur for that. What? Uh, well, that was crazy. That was good. So, do so, we think that he is off of Phaedra, or do we think she's next? If he's smart, he wouldn't be. Who's he, Peter? I just mean in general from everybody, but oh, well, oh, that's what I was saying. Because um, there has to be a new faithful now, right? Or a new traitor? Well, they well they we oh, they, they they tell you at the end of the episode who it's getting invite who's getting invited. I mean, do you just so, want us to spoil it for you? Is it solely Phaedra's decision? Yes. So you will meet face to face. Okay, let's see. She said it. Hold on. She's talking about it. I'm so just the next few episodes are going to be just delicious. I can just tell. <laughs> Girl, oh man. If and now if she kills Trichelle, then they're gonna know it's her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then she needs to try to recruit Trichelle. Well, no, I don't know if Trichelle will do it. Well, you'll see. They don't want to. They don't want to get a super faithful. I think what's, the choice they made is, or the choice she made is, great. What's happening right now? Andy, I mean, uh, Alan. Alan is talking to her. He must select one faithful and offer them an ultimatum. You ask them one simple question. 
join you or die. They must either take the cloak or turn to the dark side. Mm. Or they will be murdered. Oh, they'll automatically be murdered. Yes, yeah, so they yeah, have so to. I issue this ultimatum too. Dramatic pause, music. Hate. Ah, right. Right, Alonzo. <laughs> right. It's so funny. She is literally somebody says in the eighth episode, nobody suspects Kate as a traitor. He also understands the game. We'll be oh, a murdering duo. <laughs> She's so weird. She's How so brilliant weird. of a choice. Yeah. All right, she hands him the letter. Paige is great because she leans into this. The like drama of it. Uh huh. I think they're gonna work together so well. Dear Kate, you've been ordered to go to the castle dungeon. You must go there immediately. Wait, are they gonna show? Okay, do they show? No, I think she just goes into the dungeon and, and she's waiting on Phaedra. Okay. They just leave. Yeah, her. which obviously Kate's gonna accept. You know, she's such a wild card. I could see her just not though. I think she's she will, but she's so crazy. I could see her just like, eh, I'm done. Well, the producer. This this is when I start to suspect that like the producers have a hand in some things. Because, like, the fact that they brought her back and it seems like she was like, I'll come back if you make me a traitor. I want to be a traitor. I would totally see that happening. Mm. I hope not, because I yes. do not like the idea of this all being rigged. I hope not either. I hope not e- either. Right. Like, yeah. That's the episode. Yeah. That was good. Okay. So, Dang, I can't believe I didn't watch all of it. That's crazy. I know. What do you think about their plan to switch and target Phaedra? I think it was a big risk. Like, if, if I didn't know she was a traitor, right? It, it was very risky to do that. Um, I think you know, you really have this strong feeling about poverty. However, planting the seeds of the Phaedra thing may have been smart, because now that you got poverty, you have some one else to potentially go after. Um, and I think they may have won over some people with the whole Phaedra um, idea. So um, it'll be interesting to see if Phaedra can survive another episode. Um, mm-hmm. To me, Parvati just gave traitor vibes. Like, I just don't trust her at all. For sure. Um, and um, And so... Yeah, I'm not surprised that she's gone. I I, I figured she would be. Um, but yeah, I think uh, oof, that's gonna be tough of what to do next. And they got, I mean, it it was poverty and then Phaedra. So what's who's the other big targets? I don't think there's any other targets. Um, well, I think for some people now it's Peter. Hmm. Kind of, it was kind of a, a bit of an he switched up he switched up and they were like well why why, why all of a sudden yeah are you now on team poverty yeah, yeah. they don't they right. didn't know it was just trishel's weird angle to try and get her own person um, right i think this is probably the best thing for phaedra as far as kate coming in because phaedra has really got her back against the ropes and i can't think of anything <laughs> better she could do than just 
the chaos bring in the chaos that Kate could potentially bring with her. Right. No, that's good. That's good. Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah, that's what I said. I think the next few episodes of television is just going to be deliciously good. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, uh, y'all want to take a quick break? Um, And then when when we come back, we will hit what you've been watching. What you've been watching. We'll be right back. All right, and we are back for What You Been Watching. Zach Schultz, Mr. Man About Town, About the Country. That's right. What have you been watching? Well, I went to visit uh, two friends in Los Angeles this last week, and they are big, big, big movie people. They made a little film called Itchy Fingers. I should recommend it. Itchy Fingers on No Budge Streaming Service. Watch that, Itchy Fingers. Um Lead actor is pretty good in it. But um, went and saw them, went and visited them. Big movie buffs. And I would mention movies that I'd never seen before that are considered like kind of like classic movies. And we'd watch them. So I watched four movies. Uh, and then I have another one to watch that I saw in theaters recently. And I'll just go through a quick fire of how I felt. First movie I watched first night I was there was Rocky. Had never seen Rocky before. It is clearly the blueprint of like every sports movie that's ever existed. I didn't know how, like, sweet of a character he was. That was very interesting, like, the endearingness of of, uh, Sly Stallone. Very funny to me that the first movie that he ever made, one, he wrote himself, but it's literally the best role he's ever played. It's his role. It's his defining role. Great movie. Love Rocky. Comparatively, like, every other movie he's done is so much worse than that movie. Yep, I agree. Apollo, I mean, uh, then we watched, you know, Carl Weathers. We just recently lost uh, Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed, who's also excellent in that movie. Again, I didn't know that he was like a genuine, like, good guy. He was just a rich boxer. Um, Clearly, like, I guess he's kind of modeled after Muhammad, like the hottest boxer of the 1970s. He's probably modeled after like Muhammad Ali. But uh very, very good. Very solid. I didn't realize how many things just like ripped off. Rocky, then like TV is a joke. So many little scenes that are just just ripped from Rocky. Like the scene where he's yelling at the coach, and the coach leaves and walks down the street, and he's still yelling in his apartment. And Rocky runs out to get him. There's there's a shot for shot remake of that scene in the in the show King of Queens. Um, <laughs> but yeah, excellent. Rocky was awesome. Second night, Goodfellas excellent such a good movie um really really good martin scorsese if i if martin scorsese had not written and directed it too i would say oh my god wolf of wall street just ripped off of goodfellas like crazy even the narration of goodfellas sounds like leonardo dicaprio like ray liotta or really i should say leonardo dicaprio sounds like ray liotta uh in wolf of wall street it's literally just goodfellas but wall street uh excellent Joe Pesci performance that he won the Oscar for is well-deserved. Like, it's my favorite Martin Scorsese movie I've ever seen. It's so good. It's like an epic. It's more about, like, family. And it's very interesting. The ending is kind of frustrating, but it's very good. Third movie I watched, kind of under the radar. I don't know if y'all would know about this one, called Broadcast News. 
which is a uh, romantic comedy of the late 1980s, which is my favorite like era of movies. That's when Harry Met Sally came out. Uh, and it's a rom-com with John Hurt. Um, oh, what's his name? The guy that plays Marlon in Finding Nemo. Uh, I did not think of that. Albert Brooks. And then another Pixar great, Holly Hunter, is the female lead. She's really the main character, uh, Mrs. Incredible. But she is amazing in that. And it's about these newscasters. Uh, it was about these newscasters that um, it's just like it was a satire of the news in the 1980s. But yeah, it's, and it's this love triangle that's going on. All three characters are extremely likable. If you can find it anywhere... I highly, highly recommend it. It's so good. These characters, Graham, you would love the Albert Brooks character. You would love, I mean, I love, I was, he's very relatable. He's like a curmudgeon, you know? Mm. Uh, I'm going to add yeah. this to my letterbox watch list. Yeah. It's called broadcast news. Uh, yeah. And there's like a great monologue about the devil. It's, it's, it's great. Um, and then the last movie I watched was a Woody Allen film from like 2011, that's like 14, 11 or something, called Midnight in Paris with Owen Wilson. Talk about an ultimate comfort watch. There's no all is lost moment. It's just like kind of leading up to a conclusion. You think it's going to happen, then it happens. It's about a guy who's a writer. He's Woody Allen, basically, who goes to Paris with his fiance, who's played by the most vile Rachel McAdams role I have ever seen over Regina George. She's just like this awful, like waspy woman. Oh, wow. And they go to Paris, and he's, like, very much romanticizing the 1920s Paris, and every night at midnight, he ends up in 1920s Paris. And he encounters, like, Ernest Hemingway and uh, Salvador Dali and all these artists and um, uh, Gertrude Stein and all these, like, very famous writers and artists. It really makes you want to read a book, um, which is, you know, something I don't morally support. But, uh... But, uh... Yeah, I laughed midnight... very hard on mute. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, that was good. Then, you know, I returned from my trip, and me and my sister, my sister was just, when I got home, raving about this movie, and she was like, I want to go see it again. She had free tickets. I was like, let's go. I went and saw Lisa Frankenstein. Diablo Cody, writer of such greats as Juno. And that's the only one I'm going to list. But, oh, Jennifer's Body, another great one. So I could list two. But it's got, like, polarizing reviews. So good. Great Cole Sprouse performance. Him is, like, the zombie Frankenstein guy. It's super over the top. It's super, like, violent and dark. The acting is brilliant. It, clearly, it seems like it was going to be rated R and come out on Halloween, but they edited it to be PG-13 and come out in spring. Or for Valentine's Day, because this is a Halloween watch. It is very much the same energy as like the 1980s dark teen movie, like Beetlejuice, Heathers, that kind of aesthetic. A Winona Ryder flick, if you will. But yeah, it has that kind of like dark, over the top, campy look to it. Um, the lead actress is hilarious. It's a very funny movie. Uh, the one of the supporting actresses is such a very unexpected character. It's like this, like you know, ditzy cheerleader character that actually ends up being like a very sincere and warm person. But yeah, uh, Lisa Frankenstein, highly recommend it. It's a great like date movie. I could say it's like very romantic. It's nice. Uh, I didn't see it. I saw it with my sister. But um, 
it was really, really enjoyable. Very funny. More enjoyable than I expected it to be. Uh, it has a real voice to it. And the ending is excellent. Yeah, what do you think? Um, that's like the best thing I've heard about it. Um, and the trailers looked fine to me. But what do you think has led to the reviews? Because they're not great. It's more dark than people expect. Oh, and it's more about like them killing people. Like they just kill a lot of people in this movie. Oh, and it's treated very great. lightly. And I don't know what I think. It's so perplexing to me. It feels like a movie that came out like the 1980. It feels like it's like going to be a cult classic that people aren't understanding right now. That's how it feels. It is so good. It's so it's it all takes place in the 1980s. Super 80s aesthetic, big hair, crazy outfits, tanning beds. That's the way they electrocute him to like bring the body parts back to life is a tanning bed. Um, That's great. It feels like like the teen books of the early 2000s that are like spins on classic literature, which is fun and cute. Uh, really enjoyed it. And I think people expected it to be just like a full on romance. But it's more like a dark teen mm. comedy. That really makes me want to. I hadn't really wanted to see that movie until now. Big um, Tim Burton vibes. So big Tim Burton. Tim Burton vibes. Yes, I would say it's similar to like an old school Tim Burton movie, like Edward Scissorhands. Another one on the writer. I mean, these are all great, all great reviews, all great things. Yeah. So yeah, I was wholly entertained by it. Okay. Well. We're gonna check that out. Sure. Good reviews. Do putting in the real work, Zach. Sure. Right. Putting in the real work this week. I'll tell you what; those are some good reviews. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Alonzo, good luck following that up. Um, I should have gone first, I guess. Seriously. Good luck topping that. Yeah. So, Save the best for first. I think the only new thing I've seen is uh. Argyle. I've not seen that oh. yet. How is it? I watched Kingsman one last night. Also, huh. not good reviews. No. Um, and I agree with the reviews. Uh, <laughs> I've I had been very much looking forward to Argyle. It wasn't exactly what I was expecting. Zach just mentioned, like, you know, people going in with one idea of what it is and. Uh, yeah, it, it was interesting. I thought it was okay. Um, I think the trailers are intentionally deceptive. Mm. I mean, it got a 33 on Rotten Tomatoes. Oof. Uh, which a 70 audience score. It's strange to me. I would think if anyone would be forgiving of it not really being what it appears to be marketed as, it would be critics. Like that would make me think that the audience score would be a lot lower. Like this isn't what I thought I was signing up for. Whereas the critics would just sort of judge it based on its own merits. But I, yeah. you know, I don't know. I haven't seen it. It's it tries to be a lot of things. And I think it fails. I think it's too long. Mm. I think it has too much going on. Um, I think 
there were times that I was like, is it over yet? Wow. Yeah. I mean, I was just the same guy that did Kingsman, and I just watched Kingsman. I was like, I wonder how good Argyle is compared to this. It was was very silly, and I wasn't expecting that. Mm -hmm. It's a very film. Kingsman is kind of silly, but never in a way that sort of turns you off. It's always like larger than life in a really cool and exciting way. Sure. And I think it's one of those films, you know, you can't take too seriously. It was entertaining, but I think it was very convoluted. There were lots of little surprises along the way that were just like overwhelming and like unnecessary. Um, So yeah, that's what I thought about Argyle. Um, And to be honest, I haven't really watched a lot of things recently. So that was the most recent thing I saw um, in theaters. Um, That's about it, honestly. I think that was uh, Apple's first like big flop that I can think of anyways. I can't think of too many of their like Apple produced movies that have been out in theaters. Mm -hmm. Uh, Napoleon did great reviews. Was that an Apple movie? It was. It didn't? I thought it it didn't get good reviews. I think it got not as good reviews as they were hoping for. Mm, yeah, it, 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 they wanted like an Oscar movie, and it was not that. It got Oscar movie vibes, like swing for an Oscar from the trailer. Percent on Rotten Tomatoes, Napoleon has. That's rough. That is it's not. Rough. That's not Oscar numbers. I'll tell you that. It's rough stuff. Well, gosh, um, what have I been watching? So since we have last recorded, I have watched the entirety of the can anyone guess which franchise which franchise Pirates of the Caribbean no I wish I do want to watch that but no hmm uh uh Kung Fu Panda no nope it's popular it's it's well known um it would I'm only gonna give myself one more guess then we're done with the game yep it's fine it was really big um in our me and Zach's use for Alonzo, maybe he was when he was in his thirties. Batman, <laughs> the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight trilogy, Christopher Nolan trilogy. Good guess, but no. The Hunger Games. Much closer. You're much closer. Oh, Harry Potter. No, but you're like divergent. No, you no, but you all. Okay, are, just tell us, Jesus Christ. On, you're sizzling hot. You're sizzling hot. Okay, uh, so it's not. It's it's a book. It's a book. It's a youth book. It's the skin of a killer, Bella. Oh my God! You're watching the Twilight. Twilight. Yeah. It was Twilight. I watched Hilarious. the whole. Savannah did that, and it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> we so, couldn't get through the third one. Really? Yeah. That, so okay. What did I? <laughs> what did I think about Twilight? For one, there are Ashlyn's favorite movies. Um, I'm just going to say this, pause. Mm-hmm. Graham from 2018 is judging you so hard right now. I just want you to know that. That's fine. Let him judge. That's fine. Um, I understand, you know, where he's coming from. But, well, he, needs, but he needs to open his mind a little bit. Good. I'm yeah. sure it's because yeah. somebody else is opening them. Okay, keep going. <laughs> uh, so, what did I think? 
Um, I don't. Why did we watch them? We need a movie. They're Ashlyn's favorite movies. Um, and I was like, let's just watch the first one. And she's like, really? I was like, sure. And we did. Um, th- so they are. They are entertaining. The first one is the roughest of the bunch. That's that is without question has aged the poorest and is very evident that it had the lowest budget. Um, but I don't, I don't know. We, we binged them like in a matter of three or four days, we had watched them all, which is something we don't typically do. Um, and I was invested in the world, that world. Like it's really silly at times. Um, the acting isn't always the best. Um, that said, Robert Pattinson and um, what's her name? Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart have gone on and done really good things. And after the first one, like their acting in it got um, considerably better. I don't know what it was about the but first one. The writing doesn't let them act well. Yeah, the writing is kind of rough. Um, sometimes there's some weird plot holes, things that just don't make sense, things that aren't explained. But what I was invested in was like this idea, like the world, like this idea of these vampires in this world and like the Volturi, this sort of underground um, head of the vampires and like the, the history and the feud with the, um, the wolves. Like I honestly, for me, I wish I could have gotten less of, Edward and Bella together and more of just like the history of like the vampires and the, the werewolves and stuff. Um, it gets a lot more interesting once the sort of love triangle um, that everyone knows about gets introduced. That's where, got, that's where it got me. It's like, it feels like both those dudes are like manipulating her actively. I, well, I don't know. Jay. So that's the thing. It makes you think it makes you really think about, cause I was really pondering the whole time, like who should she choose? Why should she choose it? It really does present these interesting questions because Edward is so clearly who she wants. Like I remembered the whole team Edward team Jacob debate when we were in like middle school or whenever the hell these movies were coming out. It's not, there is no debate. It is, it's Edward, but Jacob's a nice guy and being a vampire seems like it really sucks it's like why is she choosing to be this vampire um except for in the final movie when she becomes spoiler alert she becomes a vampire and she's like this is great i fucking love this and everyone's like yeah we do too so i don't really know why they were complaining about it the whole time like half of all the other movies are complaining them complaining about how shitty it is to be a vampire and the wolves are like well yeah vampires suck wolves are great and then she becomes a vampire and she's like, no, this is awesome. And they're like, yeah, it is pretty awesome. So that didn't really make sense to me. Um, but you know what? They're fun movies. Um, I was invested in the love story of Edward and Bella. I was, I truly was. Um, and sort of the, the dynamic with Jacob. I almost honestly find the dynamic with Jacob and Edward more interesting than the dynamic that Bella has with either one of them. Um, because Edward is so confident in his relationship with Bella that, you know, he isn't really threatened by Jacob and he can respect that they're friends, even though Jacob has it real bad for Bella. Um, But, you know, at certain times they need to rely on Jacob. 
that that stuff was all interesting to me. Um, the writing not always the best, um, but cool cool world, interesting story. Some parts could have got fleshed out. Some parts could have got left on the cutting room floor. But I had a good time watching these movies. I'll say that. And if they made a TV series out of it, which I feel like I heard rumors about it, kind of like the whole Harry Potter thing, which I think is actually happening. I don't know about the Twilight one. I roll. Um, I'd be here for it. I'd I'd watch the shit out of that. Uh I was gonna say it's 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 odd to hear that things could have been left on the cutting room floor for a movie that's based on a book. Because what does that mean about the book? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't read them. You know, was something that is weird about the books is that she's rewritten the 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 first. She's written the first book essentially three times. As a guy perspective, right? Yeah, as the guys from the guys from Edward's perspective, and then she rewrote the first one again as a gender swap. Yeah. See, I knew that. Which like who, like I know these things have been done before, I guess, but not with such a mainstream series that I can think of where a book has been written three damn times. That's crazy. It's called milking it. It's milking the hell out of it. Yeah. But you know, good for her. Good for her. Um, Get the bag, Stephanie Meyer. Yeah. Uh, what else? Um, we watched No Hard Feelings um, on Netflix. Oh. I think we rented it because I have poor Netflix. Um, screw Netflix. It's just stupid. Um, it it was good. It was... Um, people talked a lot about it. I thought it was fun, but not as great as like I'd heard. I thought it was, it was fine. It was good. It was whatever. It was hard for me to picture her as like a comedic lead. She's a funny person, but most of the stuff she's in is kind of dramatic. Yeah, well, she she's she's really funny in it. Her and the guy are a great, like they're they are both phenomenal actors, um, and they do a really good job. Um, their performances are great. I don't know what it was exactly that I just wasn't all that invested. Um couldn't exactly tell you why. Uh, and uh, we started, the the final one I'll end on, we started a new series, which I'd heard really good things about, and it's really good so far. we only a couple minutes into episode two, but episode one, a banger. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Mm, I am really, I really want to start this show. Mm-hmm. And I know the big critique of the show is that it's very different in terms of just plot. Mm-hmm. From the first, because isn't it that Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the movie, is just about a married couple that finds out that they're assassins. These are two assassins that get forced to act like a married couple? Correct, yeah. I want to see it, too. I've heard a great thing. Yeah, Donald Glover, um, one of the leads. He's also, I guess, a a creator and producer for the show. Um, And it, I haven't seen, like, my... I've seen like an episode of Atlanta, so I can't really talk about I know it's supposed to be really good, but it's very, from what I remember of the movie, which I saw a long time ago, it's very silly, very like bombastic, early 2000s or whenever the hell it came out, action movie. This is a lot more like subtle, subdued, um, takes its time, which it can since it's a TV show, um, introducing these characters. It takes a while we're like you can tell we're really getting drip fed like 
who these people are, why they're here. Um, but they're both the incredible performances um, already um, by the Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the Jane and John, what they go by. Um, they, all they know is they're, they're assigned to be yeah, married uh, and live together. And it looks like go on different missions. Um, and I'm already intrigued. I'm intrigued why they were put together. What, like, we don't even really know who's in charge of this whole thing. Like, I don't even think we know what like section of the government it is, why they, these two chose to do this. The first episode, we sort of get hints at like, they're asking each other like why so why'd you choose to do this and they're both kind of cagey with each other because they're spies and like they they don't know each other for all they they don't really know anything about each other and in the first movie or in the movie like in that movie they were they had to kill each other that was the plot of the first one so you know who who knows how if that'll play into this show at all but it's directed fantastically well really stylish really cool um and they showed like a clip of like to come in the season and it looks pretty awesome um uh, i'm super invested already one big thing i hear from it is that there's a lot of very impressive guest stars like huge a-list celebrities playing very small roles mm. uh, in the series yeah i i there weren't any that i can think of in episode one but on the um trailer yeah i saw like ron perlman um yeah, paul dano is credited as hot neighbor paul dano yeah okay no he was in he was in the second episode actually at the beginning uh, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, alice gander skarsgård ron perlman yeah john totoro but yes yes a lot of a lot of guest stars and you it just feels like a really smart show like even their first mission they go on together like the pacing is just spot on. Um, the it feels really smart, like a really smart spy thriller that's got this what's gonna happen romance that's not really a romance, but kind of is. It's really good already, and so I'm super excited to keep going with this with this show. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Survivor comes out season what season five hundred comes out like in a week or so. As more whispering in woods. Yeah, you know what? There is going to be more whispering in the woods, and you're a sucker for missing it. I'll tell you right now, Zach. Season five hundred. You're a sucker for missing it. Um, <laughs> it, uh, but yeah, it's reality rewind. That's we're, why we're here, right? Um, so maybe we'll watch that. Probably not. But I think we are going to watch an Oscar film for our next episode and talk about that. So. Listeners, thanks for watching. Brush up on your Oscars um, films. The Oscars are coming up real soon, March something, March 10th maybe. Something like that. Um, but yeah, we're going to keep watching the Traders. Uh, follow along for more Traders talk. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye.